and welcome to Mono Rants, the only boys rewatch podcast that likes their superheroes to be flame retardant. I'm one of your hosts and jack of all trades, Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Kira, say hello. Hello. I mean, it's it's only like the same thing that we do at the start of every episode. Sorry, Boo was being cute. I don't care. Don't be distracted by the cat. Come on, <laughs> come on. We've got we've got a lot to cover today. So I know. <laughs> we don't we don't need no distractions because today we are breaking down season two's final episode. What I know. And while we'll keep spoiling the comics in the future, this is the last episode where we'll be able to spoil anything ahead of time for the show. Yeah. So, Kira, what I know is that this was one hell of a season closer. What do you know? Well, what I know is I'm going to be talking about this for a very long time today. <laughs> yeah. No, we got we do. We have we have a lot of ground to cover in this one, and I don't know if we're going to cover it all. So, if we miss anything, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we tried. <laughs> loads, it's what? You broke it down by scenes? Yeah, I broke it down. There's, there's about 40-odd different, like... Sequences? Sequences or scenes in this episode. So, we're, we're bound to miss one or two. Yeah, we'll hit all the major points, though. We'll certainly try. But before we launch into it, we'll go for our usual summary. With a nation in panic following the attack on Congress, the government are pushing to get V to their frontline forces. The boys must make a last-ditch attempt to stop Vought's advance and rescue Ryan from Homelander and Stormfront. To pull it off, they'll need some help and a change of heart from Butcher. Hell of an episode. Jesus Christ. And it starts... The oh, that, oh, that, that supervillain uh, school the drill? The supervillain PSA. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. What the fuck? Also, can somebody tell me who that police officer is? Because I recognise him as driving me crazy. That's what IMDb is for. No, I don't see anything. And it's like... <laughs> oh, well, then you you just think you recognise him. I know. He looks like somebody that bothers me. But after the last week's opener being that bit more of a downer with the, the guy killing what he yeah. thought was a supervillain, this was a little bit more, well, not upbeat, but like certainly funnier. Yeah. It was like, here, follow the law. Lock everything. Which was like, yes, there's a supervillain in the building. Arm yourself, which is your teacher will have a gun. We'll have an authorised firearm. If that's not like the fucking scariest thing you've ever heard. I know, and I mean, I don't think we can fully appreciate the satire on that one living no. in Ireland, because they are, like... like Yeah, no, I am aware of things like there are schools who do there active, are active shooter, shooter drills, drills and things and like that. Schools and are being designed in ways now that they, you know, there's no, like, blind spots or corridors and things like that, and it's a really, really sad state of affairs. So I don't think we can fully, fully appreciate the satire involved in that, cause, just because we're not in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but before we drag ourselves down into talking about school shootings, yeah. <laughs> move on to the next scene, where poor old Bobby can't find his flag pin. <laughs> my flag pin! And we found out that, uh, yeah, everybody in the government is, is shitting themselves. Yeah. Well, in fairness, how many people just had their heads exploded? Well, quite a lot. I yeah. Don't, <laughs> I don't I'd know be if we get myself a... too, especially him, because he's what Secretary of Defense. I think he's supposed to be Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you're a target anyway. Uh, yeah. So, as he says, he's 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 ready to be blackmailed so that he doesn't have to deal with this shit no more. Please, please release this so <laughs> I can fuck off. Before yeah. everything falls apart. Yeah, but yeah, basically it sets up that Vodder on the win this episode. Very um, much so. And we cut to to uh, Annie and Donna saying goodbye and, and Donna's being told to basically go on the lamb. No credit cards, cash only. Yeah. Well... Yeah, she she was st- being held captive by she was all, Yeah, she was also being held captive by Vod and like she's Starlight's mom. Like, they're yeah. gonna, like she's <clears throat> leverage. I'm surprised they didn't turn her over to the CIA to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like, true. Mean, the rest of their family's got protection. Yeah. So it is, it's odd that she didn't. Yeah. When she's like, really? 
the sweaty awkward boy. Oh, she, she still can't get over Huey. The sweaty <laughs> awkward boy. But it's also nice to see that they've kind of they've repaired their relationship. Well, they're certainly well they're certainly starting to anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I also her mom being held hostage has probably opened her eyes an awful lot to just what Annie's trying to do. Yeah, and I think for Annie as well, knowing that her mom was in that much danger showed her that no, actually she does still love her. Yeah, you know she's definitely done wrong by her. Yeah, but she doesn't. Yeah. You know she certainly doesn't want her dead. I like the fact that she gives her another cross. Yeah. and I just, you know, She was like, I don't want you to wear it. I just want you to have it. It's just a little bit of comfort for her mom. Mm. But yeah, when, when she returns down to the basement, we see that the boys are... Yeah, they're ready for a last attempt. It's it's rocket launchers and AR-15s. But yeah, Huey's really the only one who's not happy with the plan of, of trying to kill them all. Yeah, well, in fairness, they're planning to like storm Seven Tower and just... Well, I don't think they're planning to storm the tower. I think they plan on doing it in much the same way as the fight falls out later. That they're oh, going to okay. attack them somewhere else. They're going to lure them. Probably, yeah. But before they they go on their suicide mission, basically. <laughs> and he's like, uh, can we try getting, you know, one more so person that, yeah. to testify? You know, if somebody who's like really, really important testifies, would that work? And she says, give me the day. And Billy seems to go, okay. And she's like, right, Huey, come on. Off we go. And they, they set off. We don't know who yet, but at this point, the the list of candidates is dwindling. It's not long before we get our answer, no. because there's only a scene in between them running off and, and us finding out where, where they're off to, and that's Homelander um, watching the telly, all the news about the... Uh, oh, yeah, well, he's in, he's up in Seven Tower in the completely destroyed boardroom. Yeah. So, I don't know, is this supposed to, is it like the day after all this shit went down? Uh, I'm guessing very shortly yeah. after. Because that place is in the shit still. Like, and all the TVs are still all broken, mm. except for one. Well, yeah, he needs something to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just reruns. He's just watching reruns of people's heads exploding in Congress. The, the trigger warning. The trigger warning the that comes explosion. up yeah. after it. It's under the picture that's in the little corner. Yeah, like, we're warning you of the thing that we've just shown you. you. Yeah, and is in this picture right now. It's great. Um, Actually, that's really funny because the still they use looks like that's still from... Um, scanners? Yes. Yeah, I think when heads explode, you, you automatically go, Scanners? scanners? <laughs> but yeah, then, then Stormfront enters. Well, she gives us an update on Noir, so he's not dead. Yeah. He's they, in a coma. They don't know if he has any brain damage because it's hard to tell. Which uh, I'm glad. I'm glad more <clears throat> is at least there. Yeah, he ain't dead. He ain't no, dead. No, I didn't think they were they weren't gonna get rid of him no, in, he's in such way a way. Like, yeah, Homan is like, well, Black Nor's out and Lamplighter's a uh, 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 charcoal briquette. He's a charcoal briquette and Starlight's in the wind and he's like, And you don't seem bothered by any of this. She's like, Nope. Not in the slightest, because look at this. Look at the fear that has been generated, which leads yeah. to the question, which is it's kind of the natural conclusion of this, which is Homelander turning around to her and asking her, did you do this? Yeah, and she says, no. Wish I had, which <laughs> yeah. which confirms that like she really didn't. Like, she isn't lying. She's like, I'd love to have yeah. given that to him. I'd love to have like, popped Vogelbaum's head. Yeah, Homelander basically concludes that if it wasn't her... And it wasn't him. And it wasn't any soup terrorist, it was probably Edgar. And Stormfront says, yeah, she probably wouldn't be surprised if it was him. He's pretty smart for his kind. Oh, yeah, she ain't even hiding it no more. Like, yeah. why should she? Sorry, and she says... Like, she's already she's already broken the truth to him about her being a Nazi and, like, all oh, yeah. her history and shit like that. So, yeah, she doesn't need to, like, hide it or cloud it anymore. She might do well to temper it. 
Yeah. Because when she's saying that none of it matters. And, and like soon they won't have all the, the Yeah, the press won't matter, the, oh, the, the fans won't like matter. That. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's overly keen on that. You can see the mo- you can see the moment when he's like, No. And I I still don't think he's entirely on, on board with the full on white supremacy. No, she's he likes the popularity. I don't think he's thought much further than that. I think it's just he doesn't he doesn't see race. He sees superhuman and human. Yeah. And colour doesn't matter to him. No. Whereas she wants, because she was saying about when they get the doses out, they have to make sure that the right people get them. So she wants a race of supermen. Yeah, and he makes the point. White supermen. Yeah, what about the wrong people, as it were? Yeah. A couple of billion of them. (laughs) Because, you know, world domination is one thing, but mass genocide, he's like, well, then there's three billion less people to worship me. What's Uh, the point in being a god (laughs) if you have no followers? Yeah. But yeah, it's more about, it's all about the ego for Homelander. Oh, it is. It's total, like, total feeding of the ego. From the moment he's entered the spotlight, it's just been adoration, adoration, adoration. But that's the only love he's ever known. You know, he hasn't known the love of, of, of parents or of brothers and sisters. Yeah. Or of, you know, a, a real proper loving relationship. Maeve was probably the closest thing he had it, to it. Yeah. All he's um, known is bad touch. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Yeah, a lot of bad touch going on there. Um, so yeah, he 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 didn't want to lose the love, the only love he's ever known. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, I suppose it's kind of understandable. Yeah, you, you can see there he's starting to question what who exactly he's gotten into bad with. He's like, oh. yeah, there's a couple of points throughout the episode where he has little bits of uncertainty when she goes the full Nazi, as it were. Oh yeah, no, she really she just lets it all hang out. Oh yeah, there's no hiding it in this episode whatsoever. No. It's after that then that we find out where Annie and Yui are off to. They have a yeah. short scene in the car. They're talking... Is that when they're... They're in the car like three times in this episode. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the... The first one is the Billy Joel conversation where just, she's like, are you 57? You can tell me the truth. And he's like, inside I'm a 57 year old. Yeah, man. he doesn't... He doesn't. He makes say, light of the of the mm, fact that he likes to listen to Billy Joel music and is like, oh, it was just the music in my house when I was growing That's... Yeah. And then that's the first car trip is the... Yeah. Who, uh, who's right conversation that Billy is right that we should probably yeah. attack them and he was like well then why did you bother coming with me and she says well you never give up on me so I'm not yeah. going to give up on you and we find out that they're off to try and convince Queen Maeve that's when she apologises sorry uh, Annie apologises during that car ride for, so, for the things she said and she's asking him why he came back for her when she's treated him so badly but she didn't yeah whereas you, as, you and I don't think she really treated him all that badly he kind he like I'm sorry, but she really didn't do anything. Like okay, she might have been a bitch to him, but it was well, well she was, deserved. She was bitchy to him in the first episode when he started by being a cunt. Yeah, and she had every right to be bitchy to him in that episode. And then the only other thing that maybe she did that was like maybe leaving him at the subway yeah, after, after they had sex. Yeah, after sleeping with him, then she kind of tries to cut things off. But considering everything that was going on around the relationship, yeah, that was the smart to me. Thing that's to do. understandable. Yeah. So yeah, I really don't see, and it's, and then in the Sage Grove episode when she says about how he's too good for either of them, yeah, her or Billy, yeah, he's definitely too good for Billy, like. But I still, then I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, she has just killed a guy, but that was to save Huey. Yeah. So I uh, yeah I don't I don't see why Where, she why, why she's, she's painting herself as a villain yeah. towards Huey. I really don't get it. Yeah, it must have been um, something around there. 
But yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad you, you brought that up actually. Because yeah, that is one of the things that I just... I it just didn't... felt off. It felt like there was yeah. a deleted scene somewhere. Yeah, that there, maybe there was a scene where she was like really mean to him. Yeah, like was there one where she was like vicious? Because there was like, and, there she, met, so she spent most of the last episode in a fucking cell. And again, maybe the end of the, the first episode where she's on the phone to him after Rainer's head has exploded. And he won't tell her what happens. And she says, like, I know when you're lying to me because I lived it every day. Again, kind of a bitchy thing to say. No, he deserves But the that. absolute truth. Yeah. And he was lying to her. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... She yeah. wasn't the bad guy. I don't think she was ever really the bad guy. Certainly not towards Huey. Yeah, no, it, feel, it feels like there's I, I, there's a scene missing somewhere. Like, yeah, she she has gone... Cause, no, like, because when you think about it, like, she spent most of the last episode in a fucking cell. When she saw him in Vault Tower, she was happy, obviously happy to mm. see him. Yeah. Like, she got herself out of the box, but he he had come for her. Yeah. Sage Grove ended with them in the hospital, like... Yeah, like I so say, she, she's done some dodgy stuff between, like, blackmailing A-Train yeah, no, and, and, and blackmailing Gecko yeah. and killing that guy to get his car... But none of that was against Yui. So, yeah, I really don't get that. Yeah, no, neither do I. I don't know. Did she, like... Uh, eh, I don't know. She's... In that we don't get her motivation here. Yeah. Queen Maeve also doesn't get her motivation when she comes to ask no. for help. Because her response is basically, haven't I done enough for you? Poor Maeve. Maeve is in a bad, bad way. Yeah, and I... Like, the bong... It, it's a real throwback to the way she's portrayed in, in the comic book, where she is this ice-cold bitch... Mm. who's just constantly off her face on martinis and pills. Yeah. The only thing she was missing was the two hunky dudes, and we had those in an earlier episode. <laughs> yeah, true. And you can see it in her. She's done. She's tired of everything. Her life is just fucking shit. Yeah. She doesn't I mean, have anything. Yeah, she's nothing left. Uh, Elena's still alive, yes. You but know, she's not but there. But beyond that, yeah, she doesn't. I mean, for fuck's sake, the, the dining room table was still upside down in the middle of the apartment. Yeah, and she kind of has the same reaction that Annie had in the last episode of the first season. Oh, no, why you should have I no, help you? Have, yeah, you have no yeah. right to ask me to help you. Like, I've, I've already done yeah, loads I, yeah. for you. You know, haven't I put myself on the line enough for How you? How do you get the audacity <laughs> yeah, and to approach me? In in that sense, she's she's not wrong. No, like why? Like the big bad like is still out there. No, but she, nothing she has done since starting to help Starlight has benefited her. No, it's thrown her relationship with Homelander into a very questionable footing. Yeah, where he starts suspecting her because she was fighting so hard to keep Annie. Um, it's fucked up her. It, well, it hasn't so much fucked up her relationship with Elena, but a fallout of it messing with her relationship with Homelander. Yeah, is has that. caused that because he became suspicious of her, and it's just been this domino effect mm. that has resulted in her off her face in the middle of the day. But I think what Maeve needs to acknowledge as well is that it's because of the, the like the positive benefit that Annie had on her that she was able to reconnect, recon- reconnect with yeah. Elena. You know, if she hadn't kind of learned from Annie yeah. in the first season, um, but she I- would never have been able to to get back. Well, have had the the kind of emotional maturity and depth. Yeah to get back together with Elena. But that's all blown up in her face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, everything you you just said is right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to Yeah, no, I understand there is a positive there, but in the grand scheme of things... She, oh, she can't see that right now. No, oh, no, no, the grand scheme of things can go fuck itself right now. Yeah, she really the can't see with that. With a big-ass dildo. Like, it's, it's not coming near anything. Yeah, um, I, I don't blame her at all. I really don't. In fact, I think her, her response was quite mild. I do love how she greeted Huey, though, by calling him a little twink. And saying she'd split the, that shit like 
Fucking kindling, was it? Yeah, I'd spit that shit like kindling, which I'm pretty sure is a quote out of the comic book. It's definitely something in essence that we would have seen in the comics anyway. That's very much the way her personality is in that. It was mm-hmm. nice to see that little nod to it. But in fairness, like she just she doesn't even get up off the sofa when she's yelling at them. So I think her reaction is quite restrained. Well, yeah, and plus, they're at, what they're asking for of her is is much bigger than anything she's done that yeah. far. Like, okay, yeah, she saved Annie the last episode, but at the minute, it looks like nobody knows she did that. Yeah, she's being asked to get up and testify against Vought. After the last bunch of people who tried to do that got their heads exploded. Oh, and what? Don't forget self-immolation by one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. That's a good point. Anybody who's agreed to testify is dead. I well, in fairness, I think lamplighter. Yeah, that was his own hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pun not intended. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, no, I do. I kind, I kind of agree with Maeve. Yeah, it is a bit of a, a looking out for number one, but like I can see where she's coming from. If I don't completely like, agree if with it. she's also not in a very good state of mind to be going and helping anybody, she's like she just needs to be alone. Yeah, and and another lady not having a particularly good time is Becca, who shows up at the pawn shop. Yeah, no, for the fact that he said, I live in a basement under a pawn shop in Flatbush. How many pawn shops has she been to? Well, how many could there be? I'm going to actually Google. Are you going to actually Google I'm how gonna many Google, there are? I'm going to Google how many pawn shops there are in Flatbush. Because Flatbush is part of the boroughs. And the boroughs aren't small. I, I don't know shit about know. American geography. You know this. I know. I imagine there can't be too many. And hey, she could be lucky. It could be the first one that she bangs at. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> well it's full of gangbangers oh true <laughs> but yeah that's really just a, a, a short almost a transitional uh, Becca shows up at the pawn shop and Butcher lets her in and they hug and she says that oh my god she, yeah she's so devastated and like I think she basically ran there uh, and after that we cut to our, our Stan and Alistair meeting in the, the, the church's headquarters that's really nice and just as he's walking they're bringing napkins in I think you just see a he's bringing, it's, it's a tray with frescas oh it is and like martini glasses or something and you just see the little napkin flutter yeah and you hear a whoosh and the the double speak in that scene when they're talking about Stormfront and why she has the problem with A-Train and you should know oh well I, there's oh, at least 20 at least 20 there's at least 20 well I mean she's made it from wherever the the compound, compound is, is yeah. to Flatbush so I mean yeah. what's what's checking 20 pawn shops <laughs> yeah all that double speak is so beautiful I I love like Bronte and Austin and it's all that very much speaks to me of things that are said but not said and it's yeah. all in the nuance and innuendo and, and it's reading just, between it, the lines it's and... so good yeah yeah no but the effect being that I know what you're talking about and you know what I'm talking about but nobody else knows what we're talking about yeah and what they're talking about is Stormfront is a horrible racist so A-Train can't come back to the seven and he can't say anything about it because it was his grandfather that yeah yeah but founded the church yeah A-Train can't come back because Stormfront's a horrible Nazi and they might take the deep back even though he's like and Edgar makes the point he he confessed to a sex crime. Yeah. On national TV. Yeah, but his Q rating is high, is the response. <laughs> Piss off. But uh, we also see that A Train has overheard this uh-huh. uh, at the end of the scene and, and is, is not best pleased. No, well, being told one, what is it? One is redemption, two, two is, is weakness. weakness. 
Yeah, A Train ain't happy with that answer. No. And we also discovered A Train can be quiet if he wants to be. Yeah, he's not always he was like A Training it around the place. No. But it only seems to be when he like arrives. Yeah. And that you hear the train sound like when he finishes running. Yeah. The running itself seems to be quiet. It's just the stopping that he's like. Bruh. I wonder, like, does he when he if he like jogged, would he chugga chugga? <laughs> Oh, you'd have to like run, stop, run, stop, run, stop. I don't know. I think we're getting bogged down in, in you know, the menu. Yeah, the minutiae of superpowers yeah. again. But no, then we come back to Becca. Uh, one of my favourite bits of Becca in this episode, which is just the boys just staring up at her in wonderment. Poor Becca is like, I don't know who any of you people are. <laughs> and he does, MM does try and like explain it by, you know, we, we've heard a lot about you. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah, she says, well, I know nothing about you. Yeah. <laughs> are you close? And MM kind of, yeah, well. No. No. <laughs> nobody's really close to him. Oh my God, Frenchie looks so affronted by Frenchie's that. Frenchie's like, I'm close to him, how dare you? <laughs> I am close. Butcher's like, I'll give her a bit of space. Says he's going to try and find out where they're keeping Ryan. Yeah. But the fact that he's keeping him out of the spotlight bodes well for his intentions with him. Yeah. At least she didn't try and dress him up like some little, like, fucking Hitler youth. Yeah. Could you imagine a little pair of lederhosen (laughs) doing the thigh slapping dance? Maybe that was why they recast. Do you remember... Ryan at the end of season one yeah was an incredibly blonde child oh my god he was super like super chill another corner yeah do you think maybe that was why that they recast him that they wanted considering what happens with Stormfront trying to like induct him maybe he was too old maybe but yeah no when Butcher goes to leave and Becca comes up to him and says uh, you know I have no right to ask you for for help after how I talk to you and he says look no I'll, I'll do everything I can to get your son back and they hug and the boys are just uh, sitting there and staring at it, being like, oh, look at Butcher, expressing emotion. It's so cute. Yeah, but also, yay, growth. Growth for Butcher. Yes. And immediately after that is when we see Stan walking out of his meeting with Adana and getting the call from his assistant or, or secretary or whatever, saying he has a call from Butcher. Yes. Um, yeah. A meetup. Presumably is arranged. You know? Yeah, we don't see it because before we see the meetup, we see our last little bit of Ashley for this season. Yay, for Ashley. Oh, well, not a lot, but there's, there's a tiny, tiny bit where she's on screen with no line for like a second later on. But yeah. yeah this the last... well, I think the last time we saw her, she was slightly on fire. <laughs> yeah, and now she's losing hair. Oh, yeah, she's got a big bald spot going on in the back there. And Stormfront's Stormfront's just like, like, what's wrong with your hair? She's like, nothing. But, yeah. like, in fairness, from her perspective, Homelander has shown up with this kid and just gone here, mind him. And since the congressional hearings? Is I, it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was at the congressional. Yeah, good point. He kidnapped him. Yeah. Because he did kidnap him. Went to the congressional hearings. Yeah, with Stormfront. Oh, no, Ashley was at the hearings as well. Where the fuck did they leave him? Yeah, where did they leave Ryan? Did Noir babysit him? Well, no, Noir was... Well, he could... No, because um, he was busy beating the crap out of Annie and then getting tree nuts shoved in his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nuts. Maybe it really was Home Alone. He was running around the terror while nobody was there. Yeah, while all the emergency alarms are going off and shit. But yeah, he's been... he's been Ryan's been hanging out with Ashley. Entertaining himself because all Ashley did was get him dipping sauces. Dipping sauces and try and teach him the names of the cats from Cats. Yeah, because he's never seen cats. Why would an eight-year-old have seen fucking cats? I haven't seen cats. He's seen an officer and a gentleman. True. Yeah, and, and Dances <laughs> with Wolves and yeah. The Blind Side. So yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good... He's, he's got more... More of a chance of having seen cats than any other eight-year-old out there, probably. Yeah. Well, I would saw cats 
the musical when I was quite young. Yeah, but you saw a lot of musicals when you were young. Yeah. So that doesn't yeah. count. Sorry. I was just trying to be like, look, his mom, you know, is raising him well. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm just saying he has a better chance of, of having seen it than, you know, I would have when yeah. I was eight. That's well, in sure. fairness, he's entertaining himself by writing down all the states of the US, either alphabetically or geographically, as fast as he can. Yeah, because he's been taught that by his mom. That learning is a gift. Yep. Which it is. Yes, it fucking, is. That's, I think, the moment when I realised that Beck is a really good mom. Yeah. And seeing Homelander and Stormfront kind of scoff at what Beck has been teaching him is it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, and, and Stormfront is quick to nip it in the bud when she hears that he, you know, he wants to call his mom and is like, oh, it's, it's you know, you've been cooped up in this West Elm Death Stare, is that what she calls it? Yes. Like he's going to understand that reference. Yeah. And Ashley looks offended. Yes. <laughs> and they, they, they say that let's go off for a, a little trip and they head off to uh, Planet Vaught. Planet Vaught. Which just looks like a nightmare place. Number one, the noise level in that place would make me never go into it. It was full of screaming children. Yeah, but we're antisocial bastards. I know, but screaming children is... <laughs> I don't care how good their food is. And the whole Planet Vaught set is just a freaking like, treasure trove of Easter eggs. Because there's, there's posters of all the characters all up. There it's like, supposed to be part of Hollywood. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, there's, so, just, like, there's they, tons of, of comic Easter eggs yeah. all over the walls yeah. of that place. Like, like if you're going to do if you're gonna do a Vaught-themed restaurant, you may as well just do a straight-up rip-off of Planet Hollywood oh, yeah. and just fill it with all the shit. Uh, one of the little things that I did, it's again, it's a, a smaller detail, but we saw, we've saw seen Homelander in public before and he never really gets like mobbed-mobbed. No. Um, I think we talked about it once or twice in reference to oh when he goes to see Stillwell outside the pediatricians oh yeah people are just like, hey, people are like oh yeah it's Homelander but nobody rushes over but this is Planet Vought which is a place where people who love superheroes go yeah, so but he's obviously also, he gets mobbed there he walks in and he sits down yeah it so takes it's a couple of seconds like, most people like when they see superheroes out and about will probably be like oh well they're off doing something because they're you know doing something important in superheroes yeah like if they're sitting down having dinner apparently they're fair game then well, plus it was it's all kids oh yeah yeah that go up to them mostly it is mostly kids but it it's just again it's a nice little bit of consistency I thought I did like the waiter's reaction <laughs> he's talking about the queen made brave veggie burger yeah oh holy shit <laughs> yeah why would they go in the outfit do they uh, well, own normal clothes well, Homelander said very early on in the show that he gave up on his secret identity ages ago. Yeah. But I think he's just not thinking. He acknowledges that later that he's not thinking that, yeah, it's fine for them. They're well used to it. But as we see, Ryan is not used to being no, surrounded by no, this many people. Ryan. Like, number one, he's overwhelmed by just these sheer amount of people that are there anyway. You can see that in the, like, when they walk into the restaurant, he's nervous to be there. Yeah, he's never, I've never he's been in, around that many people, no. I would assume. Like, he's already uncomfortable in the environment. And then once one person asks for an autograph and to take a selfie and the pair of them get up from the table and turn their backs on him and move away. Yeah. And they also, everybody starts to crowd in and nobody's paying attention to this small boy in the middle of it. Like everybody just wants their moment with the the superheroes. Mm. And he does. You can see the panic attacks starting in him. Yeah. And Homelander in a shocking twist of fucking familial fucking feelings realizes it and actually takes him out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that it it's it is just done out of genuine concern for yeah. for Ryan. Well, if yeah, he picks he, him up, he, picks him up he, he cradles him to him, he puts his head down, he just turns around, he walks out. He walks out and asks I people do- to keep away and doesn't give a shit, doesn't say anything to Stormfront. Yeah, and you can see Stormfront looks a little bit myth that he's gone off without saying anything. Yeah, but it is yeah, it's pure it's concern actually, yeah. for Ryan, and we see 
a couple of bits of genuine concern for Ryan in, yeah. in the last episode and in this episode more so. Well, this as well for him is somebody who, if he plays his cards right, will love him for all his whole life. But it's... You've also got that going on that this is somebody that he can nurture and grow and have a relationship with. That A real one, though. Yeah. That's what I think for him is it's, it's, it's the real one. He yeah. never had a real mother or a real father. But this is his real son. Because yeah. we do get to see a lot of that side of him in this episode where mm. he's actually human. Yeah. He's not a robot. He's not a vot bot. He's not, you know, th- how he do- he's put aside his ego and shown kind of the small child that he was, this small kid locked in yeah. a lab. He actually lets that out a bit this episode. Yeah, no, he does. Um, and that's not too for much further away. It's only a couple of scenes after this that we get to kind of yeah. Homelander's but making it, it up is, with Ryan. It, it's the beginning of a kind of change for him. I think if... Stormfront hadn't made a couple of the nasty comments that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, he is just he's focused on 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 Ryan and, yeah. and, and concerned for him. Everything else doesn't matter, and it's one of the few times that we do see it. But following that, I think is probably my favorite scene. Well, one small bit <laughs> within the scene is my favorite bit in the whole. Oh episode. my god, you laugh so hard every time, and I will continue to laugh hard every time because it's Annie and Huey in the car part two where they open up. Or sorry, Number Huey one. opens up. Where did they get that sky blue estate? The Volvo. The Volvo. Because that shit ain't subtle. No, but. I mean, what do you want them to drive? I don't know. Something you, Basically, if you want to blend in, you get the most common car on the road. Not a sky blue fucking Volvo. Well, estate. Volvos are pretty boring cars. Yeah, but they're colour Nile though. You'd remember that. You would. I'm colourblind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, they have their, their conversation about, well, Annie's like, oh, moms, don't they suck? They're just a gift that keeps on giving. And then she's like, oh, oh shit, I put my foot in my mouth. Because, you know, your mom's dead. And he was like, well, she's not dead. She just... Fucked off on us when I was six. And I think that's the first time we learned that. It is, yeah. yeah. I was like, I just always assumed his mom was dead. I was like, oh, he's got like the kind of, they've given him the superhero origin of having at least one dead parent. Yeah. But more important than explaining what's happened to his mom, it explains his like weird taste in music. Yeah, it's what his mom listened to. Yeah, it reminds him of the times that he spent with his mom. Yeah. And just as it's getting particularly sappy, we get what is my favourite bit, which is A-Train just appearing in the back of the car going, Sup shit, boots? <laughs> and screaming and swerving and parking and getting out of the car and some running. Yeah, and a bit of a standoff until they find out why he's there is to give them a big old file on everything. I think it's technically a dossier. I think it's crossed over into because that file into dossier that fucker is thick and it's chunky he he gives them over the the dossier on and it has the seal of the church on it too and says i I just want rid of her but nobody knows that i gave this to you yeah like this is purely selfish reasons that he's doing this he can't get he's already heard that he can't get back into the seven because of stormfront yeah so he needs rid of stormfront this is the easiest way to do it. So he's like, yeah, Especially because Shockwave kind of exploded everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and there doesn't seem to be any other speedster. Uh, just the two of them so far. Yeah. We've got no Flash multiverse fucking multiple speedster thing going on. No, no, not yet at least anyway. No. After that then is, is another one of my favourite scenes. Well, I, I don't know if it was my favourite, but I was certainly worried watching it. The Butcher Edgar meeting. Oh, that could have gotten, that was, that was tense. And again, some some amazing lines, mostly from Edgar, but yes. some brilliant lines from Edgar about yes. ruthlessness and business and, and prices per share. Oh, no, no. My favourite line from that is, that is a white man's privilege. Oh, I can't lash out like yeah. some entitled maniac. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, white, a white man's privilege. So good. 
I also like how quick that chef whipped out those Gruyere puffs, by the way. He must have had them on standby. Uh, probably. <laughs> it was just it was just really random. Daddy's like, oh, can you see if he can whip them up? And literally two seconds later, when they come back with his drink, they're like, poof, Gruyere puffs. And I was like, nope, nowhere has service that quick. <laughs> Vought does. Vought does, apparently. They, well, shit, they have a super chef. <gasps> what is, uh, I, they have a speed there. There's your third speedster. He's in the kitchen. What's he doing? <laughs> Shaking the food to temperature? Yeah. <laughs> He's vibrating the food to temperature. Don't say it like that. <laughs> well, that, look, it's one of the Flash's powers is, is, is vibrating. I know. But yeah, but he vibrates his way through things. Not always. Most of the time. He's uh, he's vibrated things to heat them up before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's only a short scene. But watching it the first time, I was enraged because when Butcher says, no, you just get Ryan yeah. and I get Becca. And that's, that's the way it. it's going to be. I was like, no, Butcher, come on. After everything you've gone through this season, yeah. you're going to do this? Really? Really? You're you going to just bastard. make her mad at you? Well, well I, I mean, he probably matter. lied to her. Yeah. You know? But it is. It's a beautiful scene and really, really well scripted. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's one of the better scripted ones. I think anything involving Stan Edgar. Yeah. Both meetings that he has in this episode, yeah. you actually get to see a lot more of kind of his personality. Where yeah. he has the little mocking phrase to to say to your man, head of the super church, whose name I can't remember, when he's talking about Stormfront oh. being one of your grandfather's. Yeah. Like the way it's it's ever so slightly mocking of I know something I shouldn't know. And in the meeting with Butcher, he when, you can see his rage when Butcher says to him, "You know that bitch should bother you," and he basically says through gritted teeth, yeah. "Of course she bothers me." Yes, and but yeah, I there's a few yeah, yeah, there's a few little bits where you see again the mask, Stan, not the mask slip, but you see you see emotion from him as opposed to just the pure. He's very man. yeah because in everything up to this point he'd been very calculating. Mm. Um, oh, he still is. <laughs> even in his dressing down of Homelander. Oh, that's one of the best bits of Stan Edgar. But it's still done in a very calm, precise manner. Whereas this, you actually get a bit more passion for lack of a better word. Uh, yeah. Tempered underneath this business suit and mm. double talk. Yeah. But there's no double speak when Homelander and Ryan have their nice little tender moment following that. Is that the same cabin that he killed Doppelganger in? I'm going to say yes. Okay. It looks the same to me anyway. Yeah. So it takes, yeah. So when they, when Ryan has had a panic attack, they were somewhere in the middle of New York. Yeah. And Homelander did the smart thing, took May to the restaurant, Flew off with him somewhere, has brought him to this cabin that's nice, quiet and secluded and kind of looks like he's just kind of left, let him be yeah, to, to calm, calm down. down. And he's outside. Stormfront shows up. Yeah, tells him. You know, thanks for waiting for me. Yeah, well, you know, what are you doing standing out here? You're scared of a little kid. Go in there and get him to talk. And when he goes in and Ryan kind of is aware of his presence, he, he stops counting the states and apologizes. And He's lying on that sofa like Andy Cap. He is lying on that sofa like Andy Cap. And it's probably it's probably for the best that he doesn't know what's happened on that sofa. Oh, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> with, with no Dapple Stillwell stop no and the milk and oh the milk. I bet you that sofa smells like curds <laughs> oh, oh it makes squelchy noises when you sit down probably but yeah to offset the disgustingness it is it's it's quite a sweet and tender moment from yeah. Homelander about the most human we've seen from him 
Yeah, no, when, when he talks about when he's a kid and he cried, he goes, well, I'm a man. Like, when he's talking about crying, he's like, I'm a man now, so I haven't cried in a very long time. But he just it doesn't qualify, quantify that he hasn't cried. Yeah, he just says, in a very long time. And it, there is a little bit of like, oh, well, yeah, I'm a man, so I don't cry. But he's more concerned with putting Ryan at ease than he is with whether or not Ryan is, you know, like, oh, you cried? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about, yeah, of course I did, because I, I was, was upset scared. and I was scared and I was young and that's okay. And yeah, no, it is. I think it's it's one of the, the tenderest bits. Yeah, which is then very promptly ruined by fucking Stormfront rocking up. No, it's a little bit later when, when they're trying to get him to use his powers. Is that when she starts talking about that? Yeah, all, uh, all you get in that scene is... is um, him telling the story about him running away the first time he was yeah. kind of introduced to the public and he flew off and they find him 80 miles away. Yep. Yeah, no, that scene is, is just that little bit of, of tender moment between Ryan and Homelander. Before we're back to the basement in East Lapbush, where Butcher actually gives some genuine congratulations for a change. Yes. And says, well done to Annie and Huey for their uh, procurement of this. And that really works in their favour because they're now planning on trying to rescue Ryan away from Homelander and Stormfront. So it's like, at least get rid of one of them. Considering the information that comes out from that, that it not only is it going to guarantee that Stormfront is removed, but it's also going to give Vaught a, a... A knockback. Yeah. One would hope, but the the boys... Or sorry, Billy basically kind of goes through the plan. He now knows where Ryan is being kept by Homelander because yeah. of the deal he cut with Stan Edgar. And he says to the boys, right, look, I don't expect you to come with me. And they're like, listen, all the dodgy shit you've asked us to do over the years... Yeah, we're want, going to see this through. You want us to do something that's actually good? <laughs> no, we're not going to sit this one out. We're coming with you. Yeah. And before they leave, Annie and Huey send off all the, the deets to the press. Yes. And immediately after that is where we get Homelander and Stormfront yeah. trying to, to teach Ryan how to use his powers. And he can't. And Homelander says, well... He's trying to blow up a deep doll. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to get him to shoot a deep doll or a deep it's action so figure. Cute. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and Stormfront's like, hey, do you know what? People hate us because of the colour of our skin and they want to kill us and it's called white genocide. White genocide. Oh, Fuck it, it, off. Oh, it's just so and, yeah, sinister. Storm, like Homelander's just staring at the back of her head like, would you what uh, yeah, ever love it? That's one of the other it? real moments where I think Homelander's like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, he, we need he, to he get rid of, of you. He kind of glosses over it there when he's just like, okay, well, look, let's get back to what we were, we were doing. Yeah. But I think if if the, the media reveal of Stormfront being a Nazi didn't happen, I think Homelander would have probably... Well, he can't laser her in half. No, but I do think he would have pulled away from her because of how she's dealing with Ryan. Yeah. But that's not really an issue because Stormfront's phone starts hopping. Yep. Um, I can only imagine what state Ashley's hair is in at this point. There must be handfuls of it everywhere. Poor Ashley's going to be wearing a wig next season. Probably, yeah. But at the same time, a part of her might be like, well, this is one of my biggest headaches. Yeah. Now gone. Yeah, but it's she's one still massive got headache a, to get rid of her. She's still got to deal with it, though. It's one massive, massive headache to get rid like, of her. Like, what was. She's VP of, of like. She's. Uh, what was Stillwell's official position? VP for soup relations or something yeah. like that. So she's, she's basically PR for the soup. She's yeah. head of PR for the soup. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. This, but I think. Having one of your superheroes being revealed as a 100 year old Nazi. 
But it seems like, <laughs> yeah, it does seem like with Stillwell gone, the real big stakes stuff gets yeah. given to Edgar. Yeah. Um, as we see later in the episode, and as we had seen earlier in the season when he's like introducing Stormfront after the the soup terrorist gets captured. Yeah, she's and a babysitter. They, they, he's told her that to her face. She's exactly. a glorified babysitter. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right though. She probably will be wearing a wig next season. Yeah, because like, <laughs> you know when Homer finds out Marge is pregnant and yeah. just pulls the hair out. <laughs> But oh. some of the stuff that, that you see coming out is parts of the reveal. The little Her sitting having dinner with Hitler. Oh, no, like hanging out with Goebbels and Goering. It, no, it's it's more the demeanor oh, the reaction to it, where the guy's like, I can't believe we have to say this in this day and age, but Nazis are bad. Yeah. And the little song about Nazi storm from the Hitler star, run her over with a car. Oh. <laughs> And you see her storming through the towers. And, oh. and nobody wants to say anything to her. No, nobody wants to approach her. Everyone's like, oh. We do see Queen Maeve in the tower, Shit. though. Yeah, this changes Maeve's mind. Yeah, we were talking about this off air as we were rewatching the episode. This that- is the moment, I think, that Maeve, Maeve is like, no. Fuck you. Yeah, it's it's a fuck you to Stormfront that, that helps push her towards helping the boys later. But I also think it's... She knows that Homefront... Homefront, god damn it, we keep I, doing that. I know. She knows that Homelander and Stormfront are an item. And she already knows how bad Storm... Fucking hell. Homelander is? She already, he does yeah. not need to be radicalised. Yeah, he, he does not need a Nazi influence. So oh. I think she's like, no, we need to stop this yeah. now. Especially with how insidious Stormfront has been in, in her agenda. She's been very, very vocal. She's very much shaped the narrative of getting V out there and V being a good thing. Yeah, well, Edgar has said that. She's very She's loud. good. She she's makes people co- angry, angry and people want V. Yeah. So that's also dangerous too. Like she was dangerous before. Yeah. Now with this additional information, she just has to be stopped. Like she can't be allowed to amass any more influence. Well, she, well, she wouldn't be now that everybody knows. But for no, Queen Maeve, But yeah, for whatever like, influence she is a she's been able to exert on Homelander already yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where it is it's like will he pick up the ball and run with that yeah <laughs> which is a, which is a slightly terrifying thought because I really don't need him enacting any sort of final solution no but then following that we get like I don't know what about 15-20 minutes of just fast paced insane Insa- action yeah. from when the when the kind of assault on the cabin starts with the pile of Vought Sonic speakers they also use Vought brand ammo yes because <laughs> Vought make fucking everything yeah they really are the Amazon of oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're Amazon Disney smushed together yeah oh god <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. That's a takeover we never want to happen. <laughs> From either end. No. Uh, no. But I like that this is the first thing that we've kind of seen that, that in any way affects Homelander. Is yeah. the, the pilot speakers with the specific frequency. Yeah. Because he's like, he is actually having quite a sweet, like he's just having a little moment with Ryan and they're sitting in the cabin and they're watching the news. Yeah. And he's being... He asks Homelander what a particular word means. What is it again? He's like, one of the news reports says... I can't, I can't remember. I just thought it was very sweet that, like... Malfeasance or something Malfeasance. like Malfeasance. He's, he's, and he's, he's got like... What like does his... Malfeasance mean? And Homelander's like, eh, eh, ah, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> Ryan's like, sat, like, kind of tucked up next to him. And yeah. it is, like, if he hadn't, if Ryan hadn't been there, you know Homelander would have been, like, losing his fucking... Homelander would be gone. Oh, yeah. Whereas he's but actually again... quite calm. He's like, oh, well, she made her bed. 
This yeah. solves his problem. Well, yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for him, that's problem solved of, oh, well, I was kind of starting to not like what but she I'm was doing. But I'm going to take. And I wasn't sure how to deal with it. Now I don't have to deal with it. I have my boy. I can, I can, yeah. you know. I have something else going on over here. Because he was never going to, he knew as well, he's never going to replace her daughter. Yeah. You know, it was fun to bang her, but that was about it. Well, I think that's it as well. Is he? He's never going to get he's that, that, that she, love, that adoration from her. I think he sees that she, she sees Ryan as a means to an end. Oh, God, yeah. Whereas he doesn't. No. He does not see Ryan. He, he does Ryan now, is at his least. Kid. He sees Ryan as his son. He's totally fucked up in the way he deals with him. Yeah. But we are seeing throughout this episode that he, he is. He wasn't, he wasn't raised by parents. He has no idea what is considered normal. No. But like you say about him sitting there with Ryan watching the telly. Yeah, it's just very domestic. It's it's quite it nice. Yeah. It, and it's really nice to see. It would have been better if he hadn't been wearing the fucking he's, cape. But he's, he's still concerned with keeping Ryan happy. Yeah. It's like whatever happened in the Stormfront is less important than keeping Ryan safe yeah. and, and not upset. Yeah. And it, I think all of, all of the scenes of that we see of, of the kind of tenderness towards him with Ryan really help add weight to his later on crack at the end. Yeah, because they're chatting away and he's trying to explain to him what malfeasance means and <laughs> like he fucking knows. Yeah, <laughs> and thanks to Frenchie, I'm gonna only assume this was Frenchie's idea. Oh, it was yeah. Pilot speakers, really annoying frequency. I don't want to. Ha- I don't have super hearing, but even just having that playing. <laughs> yep was fucking annoying the cats yep. all left the room <laughs> and he goes right you stay here he tucks him down he's like you'll be safe here I'll go find it yeah and he leaves to try and find it where to try and find from. it the boys are in what looks like a like hangar yeah it's, it's one of those half hangar. hangers yeah because that's how they find out that the news has broken about Stormfront they see Stormfront flying overhead and Huey leans forward from the back seat and is like hey look the news just broke and they're yeah. watching it and they're watching all the memes about it yeah so when they see her leave, that's when Frenchie goes off to they, set up the pile, yeah. playing this horrible tone. Yeah, that's what lures Homelander out, and they see how because that's behind them, they're like in the middle between the house and the pile of speakers. Well, I I assume the pile of speakers is actually quite far away. Yeah, because Homelander well, they, can fly so fast. Well, there's been enough time for her to get back to the tower. Yeah, and she doesn't fly as fast as Homelander. She flies pretty fast. But it's still like Rochester is about two hours north of New York driving. Oh, we're not doing a maths equation. But, on this so, yeah, no, but <laughs> take it as being like maybe a half an hour between her leaving and them then setting off that tone because he has to get there and get back. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're good. And he's running flat out. But, you yeah, know, Becca and, and Butcher well, that, run yeah, into the house. Because they see him fly overhead. And yeah. that's their cue to go and get Ryan because Becca is very, very adamant, has been very adamant throughout the whole thing that she's not staying out of it. She's going to nope. get her son and she's determined. And, he, like, you can't deny her this wish. Like, she's no. fought tooth and nail to keep this kid alive. Like, she's she literally has gone toe-to-toe with Homelander after um, this. And the only reason Butcher wants to keep her away way is so that she can't be there when he hands the child off to Vought. Yeah. So at some point during all that, he changes his mind. Yeah. They get back to the, the hangar and M.M.'s like, what you doing? This wasn't the plan. Yeah. And Butcher basically says, right, M.M., you take Becca, take Ryan and go to Mallory. 
Beck is super confused and, and asks him what's going on and he finally comes clean. Yeah. And says, I, I put a deal with Stan Edgar that they were going to take Ryan and I was going to get you, but when time came, I, I couldn't do it. You and Ryan need to get away from me. Yeah. Um, I can't put this shit on you. I think it... Well, he says, he says, I'll do it again. Yeah. But one of the things I thought was quite telling was he says, I can't pass my shit on to him. Which you wonder, would that conversation have happened with his train of thought led to him to that point if he hadn't had the confrontation with his own father yeah because his father was like oh I'm proud of you you grew up like you know harder than anybody else and he's like has he, he's actually come full circle and realised that he's not a good person and it shows it does show a growth because it, when he first found Becca he didn't want Ryan to come because he was a super freak yeah. Now he wants Becca to go away from him with Ryan because, because Ryan. he's afraid of the inf- the bad influence he will be. And he's on also Ryan. referred to him multiple times as her son. And he's yeah, I picked that. As being yeah, he keeps saying her son and not the your kids. Son. Yeah, or... but yeah, no, I was that was one of the moments when it happened in the show. When we watched it the first time. I was like, oh, thank God, yeah. he's not going to die. Thank. Fuck Because you do think he's going to completely fuck them over and it's like no I'd have given up I think I'd have given up if no. he had gone through with it, I'd have been like, I love this show, but fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Because it has been he the last couple of episodes he has turned a corner. Yeah, we've talked about it plenty. Yeah. Um and this was the culmination of it. Yeah. And we needed it was it. a little bit wavery there with the, the whole Edgar deal. And I think that was just put in there to make us yeah. as a bit of a bait and switch to make us think oh no he's going back to his old ways but it got me it got me hook line and sinker <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I was I was uh, when he only comes clean it was like yes finally finally yeah. he gets convinces her to go with, with them um, to be safe that's for the best they drive off and you get Homelander finds the oh yeah yeah the, ma- the- he finds the pilot speakers he thankfully makes the noise go away because it was fucking annoying yep when he gets back to the cabin, it's full of poor Vought goons. <laughs> yeah. They really are the red shirts, aren't yeah, they? No. Faceless Vought goons. They didn't even put balaclavas on these ones. <laughs> no. And uh, obviously, Butcher has followed through on part of the plan. He's contacted Edgar. Yeah. They've sent in a squad. Homelander has noted the fact that that pile of speakers says Vought and didn't look too happy about it. <laughs> well, he it. says as well, he said, did I hear somebody say butcher? Yeah. And then he hears uh, uh, somebody over the radio say, did you get the boy? And yeah. he's like, where's my son? Yeah. <laughs> where's my son? The, and, and uh, the poor goons. Who doesn't answer and gets sliced in half. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, the Vod I think I hope that Vod have you know a robust health insurance policy on all no, of their employees. Nobody ever thinks about the goons, but um, yeah, no, he they they all dead. They, they all, all dead. dead. I I reckon he stomped them into a little paste. Yeah, yeah, because when he he comes out of that cabin, he looks like Carrie at the end of. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> he does with less fire yeah like it's everywhere they they hold it back for a little minute or two and we see a bit more before they cut back to him coming out of the cabin yeah. but yeah when he comes out he is just he's yeah. drenched yeah and I think I think he danced on them all and then he licks his lips and he kind of tastes it a little bit and it's like Ugh, don't do that no, <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh yeah no there's the homelander that we forgot about yeah there he is <laughs> he was he was sweet with Ryan and, and we kind of got oh no oh, homelander look at you being a good dad or trying to be a good dad no no, no yeah you're a mass murdering mind. fuckhead never mind <laughs> But yeah, when we see M.M. and Ryan and Becca try to leave, Stormfront comes back. Yay! That bitch. Flips the car. 
For quite a dramatic flinging of a car across a field, surprisingly no injuries. Well, Ryan, I'm not surprised by. But M.M. and Becca... They get out, they run away, they're fine. Yeah, whereas, not a scratch on them. Whereas the, in Sage Grove, when the van gets flipped, Huey gets impaled by glass. This is the importance of seatbelts. That's what I'm going to say. Seatbelts. Seatbelts are important. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so she's basically, she doesn't even give a shit about what's going on with that, with the kid, with Ryan or anything. Like she doesn't, she's after Starlight. Oh yeah. She's yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. focused on Starlight. She could not care less. She, obviously Ryan doesn't mean that much to her. Well, uh, like at this point she's lost everything. So she knows that Starlight is the one who let out about the V. She knows everything that's been going on. I don't even think she knows or cares who's in the car. No, it's she, just it's she, just in the way between her and Starlight. Vision. Yeah, yeah, it's you, you, and I. She's having her, and that's it. And her little tirade about people like what I'm saying. They just don't like the word Nazi. Yeah, and the pictures in deep fakes. Yeah, but yeah, you can see she is to her whatever about the rest of us. She's prepared to just barefaced lie her way through it. No, oh God, yeah. Are, yeah, every single bit of evidence is out there. It's all fake. It's all fake news. Fake oh, news. Fake yeah, but who was that brilliant uh, White House press secretary who literally did that? Watch your face, Huckabee Sanders. Yes, um, like she could give her a run for money. Like that was just it was it was glorious. She was like, no, 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 it's wrong. Oh, deep fakes. Why must you insist on dragging us into the shittier parts of American life, like politics and school shootings? Because this is a satire of this. I know, but I don't want to get involved in it. But yeah, no, the way she does it is very Trumpian. Oh yeah, yeah. and I think it is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely supposed to be oh, that, gotcha. that barefaced lying. But the fight scene is one of the best bits of the whole season. No, it's like, and what is the truth? And we get to hear Kimiko for the very first time. Yes, yeah, she actually makes sounds. She laughs. Yeah, she's pissing herself laughing. Yep. And then signs to Frenchie yeah. that she's going to stick her boot up Stormfront's Nazi kitty. Yeah. And he laughs to hit the face on him and that. He's got his big, like, gurney head on him again with the where the head's real far forward and the shoulders are hunched. Oh, when he starts firing the gun later on and that's oh, it. He's, he's got both the... guns and one, he's got one arm ahead yeah. of the other and one's kind of tucked up and he's, he's like, got the gun sideways. Yeah. Yeah, the two girls then. Because uh, at, at the moment they've got... The, well, Butcher, Becca and Ryan are making a break for the tree line. Yeah. But yeah, the Kimiko girls. just launches at her. Yeah, and her and, and Starlight do it good. They hold their own yeah. for quite a while. But Stormfront is... Well, I mean, she's she's the first soup. And she's, and she's pretty fucking powerful. And does, does and she's been doing this for a very, very long time. Does get the better of of the two girls. Yeah. And then the boys completely ineffectively unload well, all the, their weapons. Well, the two girls are beating the shit out of her. They run back off to the hangar no, to get the guns. It's after... No, because they don't oh, have... Oh, to get hang- the guns. To, yeah, get, yeah. to get handguns, because they don't have guns. And they're, like, firing at her back. And it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing to her. Yeah, she she flings them away. And then, yeah, sorry, then she knocks Starlight down, snaps Kimiko's neck. Yeah. And the boys are like, Frenchie gives away the fucking... Uh, get the RPG! Yeah, get the RPG. It's in the car. It's the only thing that'll help. And Stormfront's like, well, I guess I know what I'm aiming for next. Yeah. Blows up the car with the RPG in it, sends the guys flying. And then we get our... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. In comes the cavalry. <laughs> Queen Maeve arrives. Yep. And yeah, we get to see her kick some ass. She is just a straight up brawler. Oh yeah. And I like she's elbowing your one in the face. That's I think one of the, the things that I really love about this fight scene. That's is a it's good just, fight. It's just it is. It's it's a it's brawly a fight. Proper outside of a pub 
on a Saturday night, three girls going at each other, like, yeah. with intent. <laughs> like, there's some hair pulling going on. As soon as they get her down on the ground, they're all going in they're with the boot. on her, yeah. They're kicking her head. Like, it is full on. Yeah. And they really do fuck her up. My friend, she has his, his brilliant little, oh, girls do get it done. <laughs> oh. In fairness, the, the three lads are just stood there, like maids are hanging over well, and watching the three other girls stomping on Stormfront. <laughs> yeah, they can't and do they, they really are. The three girls are just like, and what I like because there's no music in that scene at all. Yeah. So you can just hear them all going, eh, eh, well, fuck you, fuck you, you none, nasty bitch, fuck there's you. There's none until all three of them start. Yeah. And then music kicks in when all three of them are beating the shit out yeah, of Yeah, but you can just hear them shouting, fuck you. Yeah, Starlight, like, fuck you, you nasty bitch. <laughs> Or eat shit, you Nazi bitch. Yeah. And the three of them were just stood there like, do, what do we do? I'm actually surprised Frenchie wasn't like, do, do we throw like water over them? Can, um, can we move this to a jello ring? Uh, it's, it's also very, very similar to the end of Stormfront in the comics. Yeah. Which is that all the boys and, and Love Sausage team up yeah. um, to beat the crap out of them. And it's framed as this kind of he's the Nazi and they have an English, a French, a Scots person, a Russian and an American. So it's like World War Two, everybody yeah. fighting the Germans. But in this, it's kind of flipped and it's it's all the good girls beating the shit out of the Nazi bad yeah. bitch. And yeah, Stormfront realises, oh, I'm not winning this fight and fucking nopes out see of there ya. as soon as she gets a chance. Yeah, just see ya. Yeah. She doesn't even like fly out elegantly. As soon as she gets her hands on the ground, she just kind of boinks. Oh yeah, it's anything she can to get out of there. <laughs> I like the fact that the three of them just kind of stand there like, oh, oh well. Oh yeah, yeah you. Oh, here. <laughs> yeah, Huey he hands off the gun to <laughs> Yeah, Annie. <laughs> when Annie hugs him and he's like, here, just take this, will you? Yeah. But Stormfront, I think at this point, she's obviously just like, she's desperate and gla- like grasping at straws. She tried to get her revenge. It didn't yeah. work. Everybody knows she's a Nazi. So she, the only thing she has left now really is, well, maybe I can still have my they, Ubermensch, my natural born yeah. Aryan soup baby. So she goes and finds Butcher and yeah. Becca and Ryan. I just realized uh, that's probably, they have to explain to Maeve why Kimiko got up with a snapped neck. And walked around again. Because <laughs> it's yeah. kind of glossed over with, like, obviously we had seen it with when War stabbed the shit over, it's like she can't die. There is a little, when she gets her neck snapped, none of the boys react beyond just unloading their weapons. Yeah. But Annie looks up from the ground like, and there's oh, a look of shock of, oh no, Kimiko's been killed. But yeah. the boys don't react because they know. No, yeah. And I think it's like that Annie doesn't it, it, know, but then... When she wakes back up and she snaps her neck back in, that was yeah. very nice. And she's straight back into it and there's one shot you know to protect her. There's one blow she lands. She's really fucking fast. Yeah, she just streaks across Throws the screen. screen and... Yeah, she gets like, she gets punched one way by Starlight and then the other yeah. way by Maeve and then... Kimiko just streaks in from the left of the screen. And yeah. Pow! But when she does catch up then with Ryan and Becca and Butcher, is she just she sounds kind of manic and she's like, Ryan, come with me. You don't you know, you don't belong yeah. with them. But she's looking pretty rough at this point too. Mm. She's filthy, she's covered in blood, and it all kind of goes a bit pear shaped, really. Yeah. Butcher says tries to step into the way and gets flung to the side because yeah. boys are ineffective in this final fight scene. It's yeah. all about the women. It is all about the women. Um, Becca gets one good shot in. Really nice shot with the knife. Yeah. In the eyeball. And good girl. Again, that is, I think, a little comics Easter egg because in the boys, Stormfront gets an eye taken out by the female. Yeah. I think she. But she pulls it out. Yeah, she pulls it out. I think that was just... It was yeah. Like, let's have Stormfront losing. But it's eye. also... Nice. Yeah, no. Good girl, Becca. 
yeah. as well. Stabbed her right in the eye. Oh yeah, it was, and it's effective. Yeah, well, <laughs> it pisses her off more. Well, she's but she's definitely in pain from it. Yeah, but yeah, no, it does piss her off more, and she pins back into the, th- the tree. By her throat, yeah, and then starts to slowly squeeze whilst yeah. also going, Look at me, open your eyes, look at me. I yeah. like to see the light go out, like Come we've on, heard from her me. before. Yeah, she gets a hard on for killing. Yes, she does. Apparently, even when it's white people she's killing, she still yeah. gets a hard on for it. But then I suppose she probably views normal white people as lesser to super white people. Yeah. So, hey, everybody's beneath her, she's happy to kill them. Yeah, she's also, given that she's a Nazi, what was that? I, I hesitate to use the term, but breeding program to breed good Aryan children and the mothers were basically these volunteers. You're one from ABBA. Volunteers in inverted commas. You're one from um, ABBA one of them. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. But um, they basically, yeah, the women were, were, were volunteers for lack of a better word. Basically breeding stuff. Yeah. That's probably all she considers Becca to be is, well done, you bred this, this is mine. Yeah. So, you know, when she's coming from that perspective, yeah, she doesn't see Becca as anything other than an obstacle. Oh, yeah. And is quite happy to kill her slowly. Very slowly, yeah. But that ends up being her undoing. Yeah, Ryan's just standing there. Number one, that kid does not move for that whole scene. I, I don't understand why he doesn't run up and try and stop her. Because I think he's paralysed with fear. When he showed his powers before and pushed Homelander over, he was just holding Becca by the arm. Now, he was gripping her quite tightly. Yeah. But Ryan was reacting to Becca's discomfort. Yeah. Like, she looked uncomfortable, but it wasn't, like, a massive threat. This is somebody actively trying to kill his mom. He's never seen violence on a scale like this, so I think he's just frozen in panic and fear. Yeah. Whereas with Homelander, it was... Leave my mom, mom alone. Yeah, and it was in his own territory as well. Yeah, there, so and everything that's gone around on around him. Yeah, he's like, here's this, here's this man who mom has just told me is her husband. This is my dad, but this shit's gone on. Yeah, and you this know. has all probably happened in the space of a couple of hours since Planet fought. Yeah, so Ryan ain't having a good day. No, poor kid. <laughs> but yeah, lashes out. We see a flash of white light. Yeah, and cut back to Stormfront lying on the ground. Stormfront. Yes, yeah, Stormfront. Mm, smells like bacon. Yeah, lying there smoking, blathering away in German. About a lovely day where they had apples. Uh, yeah, it's 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 all it's about a, uh, a nice day she had out with Frederick. Frederick and the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, Stumpfront is lying there. Butcher wakes up and and Ryan is just standing there saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And then he sees Becca. Poor Becca. Bleeding from the throat. Yeah. And I have I have questions about that. I think they've left it like that intentionally because you don't know whether it was what Ryan did. Uh, well, I want to know if or it... if it was the way she had the grip on her throat. Well, it's it's because not... it looks like it's like right up in the uh, the jugular. Yeah, it's the side of no, her neck that's bleeding. So. Becca, I think, yeah, probably when Ryan lasered Stormfront, Becca's throat probably got ripped out. Yeah, as you know, uh, collateral damage. Mm. But for how close Becca and Butcher were standing to Stormfront, and Butcher is singed, yeah, um, and has suffered very minor damage. Uh, Stormfront is completely annihilated, but except it's her... for the side of her face that's facing Ryan. Uh, well, but her like that, she's the missing si- the side with the uh, the good eye. Yeah, is the la- the right hand side, which is the side that's facing Ryan. Yeah, Whereas the it, other side is completely fucking barbecued. And how did he? How did he just barbecue off like her arms and one of her legs and not her torso? Yeah, he was like looking straight at her, and it was enough to kind of knock everybody. Yeah, it was just it was a bit. Does does he blow laser rings? 
Yeah, like, is it a beam? Is it, like, a laser blast? Like, a concussive type thing? Or... Yeah, because it looks Cause like... Haven't... Yeah, because, like, she's a paraplegic. Like she's, she's yeah, a... we're just assuming it was laser blast like yeah. Homelanders. But what does he actually we... have? Yeah, we haven't actually seen it. We just saw the eyes glow Did and then the flash. Did he No, her head would have exploded. <laughs> but, but, yeah, if it was some sort of, like... Interest. Yeah, explosive type thing or, or you know, yeah. rather than beams would make more sense. Yeah, well, it makes but, sense, though, because when you look at the X-Men, um, Cyclops and the two brothers, they all have some sort of laser beam, but it all operates differently. And, and with Cyclops, it's not actually supposed to be a laser beam. It it's is a, focused by it's the... It's a, a focused concussive blast. Yeah. And I also, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do kind of address it mm. going forward, what sort of power set he has. Yeah. But as well as my questions, I also have disappointment. Why well, I, just... I, I don't really like that they brought Becca back just to kill her off at the end of the season. I understand why they did. Yeah. But because she was, she's dead the whole run of the comics. Yeah. We thought she was dead for all the first season. Yeah. And then they bring her back just to kill her off but for depending on where they're going with it next season to set up Butcher for some sort of redemption style arc but or is, yeah is that it like did they just kill her off so Butcher can have a way to stay in and around the mission and, they need, and he yeah, can they now still get revenge to keep, hit, to keep him um, around because otherwise he was riding off into the sunset yeah but just for, for a show that is otherwise so well just so clever and so well thought out yeah. I was surprised they did something so tropey at the end of the season as to kill her off. Yeah, especially to do to kill her off in a in a really odd way. But they would have been more effective if maybe Stormfront had strangled her like you'd seen the light go away just before Ryan loses it. Yeah. Instead of having yeah. it's very ambiguous and and Ryan's left then, you know, he's gonna always wonder, is it my fault? And it's not helped by Becca going, It wasn't his fault. Make sure he knows it wasn't his fault. Like, uh, well, I think that's, that's just going to compound it. I think that's more of a of uh, her pleading to Billy to don't not, take it out on him. It wasn't, it his, wasn't fault. his fault. Yeah, he well, is a good kid. She was right to fucking plead because his face when he turns around and he kind of recognizes that Ryan is crying mm. and just saying "mommy" and and saying "I'm sorry" and the anger and the rage. And he, it, yeah, it, it's terrifying and he reaches out for the crowbar and you're going no don't do it don't do it don't you fucking do it and you think he's going with that crowbar to hit that kid it, it's totally yeah. a, a, like a what if and, and we'll never get an answer to it but yeah I, I want to know I think he would have taken at least a swing if Homelander hadn't shown he, up he then might, and there he might have pulled it he might have realised but I think he like he might have stopped himself uh, he I think yeah, he, he would have stopped been, himself mid-swing swing, but I think he would have taken the swing yeah I don't know it's the meeting with Stan earlier I thought was as I said it was it was kind of a bit of a bait and switch to make yeah. us think oh no is he really going to do it and it was it felt kind of maybe a little bit cheap in hindsight this one not so much no because this one it's a more of oh no we have just seen some you know we've seen a lot of character growth from Butcher can he stick with it now yeah. This is the this is the biggest possible or test for him. Going, yeah, he's lost. He's found the love of his life. Yeah. He's lost the love of his life. Yeah, and the he's reason, found her again. The reason he lost her the second time is, and this time it's not like she's he's gonna find her somewhere again. Like she's definitely dead. Yeah, but he he lost her the first time because of she Ryan. was yeah she was t- uh, taken away to take care of Ryan, and now he's lost her a second time for real because Ryan killed her. So yeah, this was gonna be his his big test. Yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll never know because Homelander shows up and is like oh my Give God. me the boy. And Could you not have found a river to take a dip in? <laughs> or but something? 
I, like at least wash the head. To your to your last point, I think you are right though. What? I don't think he would have actually swung for Ryan. No, I think he would have gone for it, but he would but, have pulled yeah, the He swing. would have stopped himself at some point before actually doing it because as soon as Homelander shows up, Butcher is very quick to put himself would, between Ryan yeah. and Homelander. It would have also opened up the possibility with that mid-swing of a very cliched throwback to him being beaten by his father as a small child himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would have been quite heavy-handed. Uh, considering there is one moment that is extremely handed, heavy handed in this scene yeah moments later yeah because when Homelander it's like they're calling like Homelander's like calling a puppy like come to me come on come on well because yeah when he shows up and he sees Stormfront he's like Ryan did you do this and it is it's like like you puppy did you dog. piss in the corner yeah who did this did you eat very the pillow of you. but as well as showing when he's really pushed he's he's not as loving as we thought he might have been towards Ryan. But it also shows he pretty he's not that beat up over Stormfront. Yeah. He's a bit like, Oh, my fuck toy is yeah. ruined. But that's you know, and he's just Well at least now she can't run away. He's dis oh god, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just no. Um <laughs> I don't even remember what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, he he's not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. He doesn't want to get rid of Ryan. No. He does refer to him as the little shit that killed your wife when he's talking to Butcher. I think that's just because he wants to take Butcher and he wants a reason. And in, if he if Homelander can antagonise Butcher into attacking him, he can justify it then to Ryan as self-defence. I I got the impression that when he shows up and he sees what's happened to Stormfront, he's not overly happy about it, but he's not too beat up about it. Because Ryan and has he says, powers. Yeah, there's that that that's a very good point. But he wants Ryan to come with him. Yeah. I don't think he's arsed with Butcher. I really don't think he yeah, is. Yeah, well, he knows Butcher can't already, do anything to him. Well, well, he's already left left Butcher alive once because, well, partly because Becca made him, but also because it was fun for him yeah. to, to know that Butcher was out there thinking that he could never get his wife back. Now... I'm going to take the only other thing left of your wife, which yeah, is her I've, son. Yeah, your wife is dead. And I think if Butcher didn't put up a fight and let him take Ryan, I think he'd have just left Butcher alone. I yeah. think for everything that's gone on, I think he doesn't care. He just wants to get Ryan back. Yeah. He's not as I said, he's not happy with Ryan, but I think he I think he would have been leave, willing to leave Butcher yeah. alone. It's not until Butcher says no and he's like, What the fuck are you gonna do? Like you're gonna try and blow yourself up again. Yeah. And says, Okay, well, fair enough, have it your way and it's just about to I'm gonna guess absolutely destroy Butcher. And so Maeve shows up to save the day again. Yeah, Maeve shows up to save the day once more. Does she have trackers on like, all these people? My guess is that she would have seen the direction Stormfront had flown in. But she can't fly. No, but she can run really fast. Can she? Well, she can run so fast that she can run sideways on walls. We saw that in the very, very first episode. Yeah, my guess is just that she saw what direction Stormfront went in. It was the same direction that Billy and, and Becca and, and Ryan had gone. Yeah. And she decided to tail them. I'm guessing she can run faster than any of the rest of them because she's the only one who shows up. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that 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 GoPro footage finally comes back into use. Yeah. Which is you're gonna let him go, you're gonna let them both go, or I'm gonna let release this. Yeah. And nobody will love you. She yeah. really knows where to hit and where. It and hurts. that's it. And and there is where we get that yeah heavy handed bit. Homelander. Of the chanting Homelander. in Homelander's head and. Find my boobs, Homelander. <laughs> 
Yeah, I we both thought that was really heavy handed. It just was unnecessary. It would, yeah, it would have been enough to just focus in on him, fa- his face, and see him thinking. We would have been able to infer. Oh yeah, he's thinking about all the yeah, love and adoration he gets. Actually, we didn't need the chant. The chanting, yeah, it takes away from the from the emotional like roller coaster he's going through. Because you can see it in his face. He's like, oh no. I could be wrong, but I think it's the first time the show has done anything like that. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the shows where you might hear like something a character had said in the mm. background playing over while a character is sitting oh, there like thinking. Oh, like I'm your father type shit. Or any of yeah. that kind of shit. Or, um, well, marriage, you mean I'm going to be a daddy? Any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We've never really gotten it in this show. So I think that probably it was for... A really weird decision. Yeah, we as well as us thinking it was heavy handed, it, it for me it, it definitely it it broke the spell and yeah. I it, immediately I was like, oh yeah, I'm watching a TV show and I'm actively thinking, why did they decide to include this? Yeah, it I, it did not need to be in there. No, didn't need to be there at all. Um, really bizarre. But, Don't understand why it was there. One of the things, well, there's just kind of two things that I thought were were interesting in that bit. One, it's not really clear whether or not Billy can make out what's on the GoPro. No. He's far enough back that he probably can't see what's on it. And depending on he might not have heard what's on it. He might also but just be he, concerned with he, he getting the fuck yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't visibly react to what's being shown on the GoPro anyway. No. So that's kind of open-ended for season he's three. Not, he's not really surprised. But also... I don't think he's surprised by anything that these superheroes <laughs> have on each other. Well, no, no, but there's there's, there's no visible reaction. Yeah. So we can't tell whether or not he did see it. Yeah. But also what I thought was interesting is when Maeve threatens him, she says, I'll show, I'll show this to everybody. He says, if you do that, I will destroy everyone and everything. Not that you love. Just everyone and everything. Everyone and every. Is he like? Is he just talking about, if, if you do this, and I will destroy the world. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. And she says, well, I don't care. If, it if means, the world don't love me. Well, but no, Maeve's response is, well, I don't care. If if you destroy the entire world, there's nobody left to love you. And if That's I show the same thing, if I show this to the world, there's still nobody left to love either you. So way, either way, I win. <laughs> yep. And there's a crowbar. Yep. <laughs> And we're getting Jensen Ackles, so that's that's a whole bunch of under the Red Hood references right there. Yeah, so that's 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 a nice bit of blackmail going on there. But that's the role completely reversed now between Maeve and Homelander, because Homelander was you you do what I want and 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 you you go where I want and do what I want, or I can you know kill Elena or harm Elena. Yeah. Now Elena's gone. Yeah. Maeve effectively has nothing. Maeve has zero fucks left. Yeah, she has zero fucks left to give. Nothing to risk and has this massive thing to home, hold over Homelander. Yeah. So now Homelander is under her thumb. Yeah, she's a woman scorned. And That's... we know about they say about them. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much after that, we cut straight to the, the, press, uh, the press conference where Edgar very quickly says, uh, so Stormfront was a Nazi. She's the one who is responsible for all the head explosions in Congress. Uh, we, we completely disavow her. We have captured her. She's in an undisclosed location. Goodbye. Here's Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> and so Homelander's there with Maeve and Starlight because that's part of the deal is that no, he's he going to let Butcher and the Kid go. He's going to stop hunting Starlight and he's going to let all that shit lie. Yeah, well. and leave Elena alone and leave They're going to leave everything alone. Everything's going to go back to the way it was, you know, mm-hmm. and he's going to stop these ideas of grandeur that he has going on. And he Starlight's back. She's in her old uniform. I, I, I kind of rushed on a little bit there before, sorry, before we acknowledged mm. when Homelander kind of silently accepts Maeve's blackmail. He looks so hurt. Oh, yeah. 
It's a bit of an et tu brute. Uh, I don't know if it's that. I think it's he's he's had to make a choice between his son and the love of the world. And he's just chosen the love of the world. I, I'm assuming he probably thinks he can maybe get find Ryan again yeah. in the future. But I think it hurts him because of all, of all the development we saw with him earlier yeah. in the episode with Ryan. He looks really, really, he does look really, really upset about it and, and really completely unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, well, he's severely unbalanced anyway. Yeah. Oh, but I think that's going to set him more on well, edge. Well, we already and see to... how how close he is to losing it by the end of this episode. Yes, we do. Um, but but yeah, sorry. Back to the the, the uh, press conference. Yeah, Starlight's back. She's in her old uniform. <laughs> the look she's giving Homelander is hilarious because she's yeah. just glaring at him. Maeve looks bored. Maeve always looks Maeve bored. Maeve always looks bored. Ashley looks worried in the corner. Homelander's talking. It fades out because he's given the whole fucking Oh, he's an autopilot. He's do- doing the... Yeah, it's dead behind the eyes. And then we get to see kind of what's happening with the boys in on yeah it's it's basically kind of a we we get a quick character wrap up for more or less everybody involved in yeah. the in the season well the important thing that happens is you get to see butcher and ryan yeah they, sitting there and they share a very lovely sweet moment yeah where ryan it's all silent and ryan says i'm scared yeah and Butcher gives him the St. Christopher's medal that Becca had given to him to keep him safe. Mm. And he's like, now your mum's going to help keep you safe. And it is. It's a lovely, touching little moment yeah. for him. He recognises that this kid needs to be looked after. Mm. Um, he hands him off safely to Mallory. They're informed that all their crimes... Even the ones they did commit. commit. All clear. the charges have been dropped, so they're all yeah. free now. So they get to see M.M. reunite with his family. Oh, well, no, but... She says that they've all been cleared and there's an office of soup affairs has been set up. With Victoria, Newman. Victoria Newman is the, the person in charge of it and she's slipping me some off the books funding to for a team to keep tabs on the soups. The soups. Which is when the comics start in the boys, that's what the boys they were are. They were CAA blacks, so, black yeah, ops Up, up to this point, they've just been, well, they were at some point semi-legitimate. But since we've been watching them from episode one, they've basically been vigilantes. Yeah. And now Mallory's finally saying, yeah, we're getting money. The band is getting officially put together. Yeah. And all the members of the band decide to fuck off. Yeah. So, well, because like, Butcher very... walks away when she says that. He, she's like, are you interested? And he just puts on sunglasses and walks off. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see M.M. goes home to his family. He doesn't have the dollhouse, though. No, he doesn't have his Vermont country dollhouse. I bet you it's in the boot of that car there. I um. Why does he have a penguin? Yeah, why does he have a penguin? Why doesn't he have the like or, or show the dollhouse strapped to the top of the car or something? Or in the back because it was mentioned a few times. Yeah, is that if he doesn't finish that Vermont country dollhouse? Yeah, you know he was gonna kill Frenchie. Yeah, or kill yeah, Huey. or like have him going into the house and then have it like later on where like him and the kid, him and the mm. his daughter are playing with it. But I was like, yeah, where the fuck's the dollhouse, bitch? But yeah, MM gets to go home. We see Frenchie and Fiona. They're going to go off dancing. Yeah, well, they're all leaving the Haitian kings. Yeah, Annie, Annie thinks ass she's, basement. Annie thinks she's about to get dumped. Yeah. <laughs> when Huey says he's too clingy and he wants to go off and stand on his own two feet. And Annie's like, oh, oh, okay then. And he's like, no, God, no, not you. Oh, God, no, 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 no. I'm going to cling to you like crazy. I'm not yeah. stupid. And uh, apparently Annie is stupid because she's like, if you're not talking about me, who are you talking about? Yeah. Because he's obviously talking about leaving the boys. Yeah, because... Um, he latched onto them following Robin's death. Yeah. And now he doesn't know where else to go. Like, he can't go back to, like, his old life and his old friends. 
No. So he actually makes a, a very smart decision of going and asking Newman for a job. Well, it seems like a smart decision. Yeah. Well, from his perspective... <laughs> By the time, yeah, from his perspective. He, like, the way he says it is he wants to do something, he still wants to try and take down Vaught, he just wants to do it covered by yeah, Scots. Yeah, but, but by the time we find out that's what Huey's plan is, we have a slightly different view of Victoria Newman. Newman. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, well, I suppose just before we get onto her, how she is revealed, Yeah. there's one last little bit of Church of the Collective business to wrap up, which is that... A-Train's back, baby. A-Train is back in. Yep. Fantastic setup. Yeah. Adana calls the two boys into the office and says uh, we had a break-in. Oh my God, the deep um, face. His facial expressions are so good. He looks, he, like when he's I've taught, never taught, seen somebody play an idiot so well. He's such a good idiot. <laughs> he plays just this gormless idiot so perfectly. Between, oh, and it's all the little touches like him, him grabbing his head when all the heads are exploding. Or when Starlight says that somebody shoved a dick in her face and he's immediately looking around as if he thinks that... When he's eating the chips and he's yeah. like, and he hunches down. Uh, it, it's just, it's those reactions. And like when he says, when in this they one... They find when, out there's been the break-in and he's going, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I'd never do anything like that. And Dana says, no, we would I know you wouldn't, but not like A-Train. And the way his head, his little head just like flips around, he's like, oh, you? <laughs> yeah, well, A-Train, A-Train is a, a kind of feigns. He's like, oh, what's P? Your and he's like a private data reserve and yeah basically says no we know it was you I trained but actually we think it showed initiative no but before he says we think it showed initiative when he says we know it was you A-Train oh Deep's like I didn't know anything fuck him yeah I don't know anything about this fuck that guy like he, it's it's hilarious because he's seen what happened with Eagle the Archer yeah and the P, I think when he mentions the PDR yeah and he says it's a private data reserve there's a little bit of a look on the Deep's face of oh oh that's oh. how they Oh, so that's how they got this stuff about Stormfront and that's how they yeah, got this stuff about Eagle. Yeah, you see the penny dropping? Yeah. It, it's relevant as well because when he when he finds out that he's not getting back into the Seven yeah. and he freaks out at Adana and is like, fuck you, I, I did all your stupid tests and I filled out your stupid children's workbooks and I didn't even laugh when I found out we were space spores. <laughs> and Adana yeah, says... Yeah, because he's like, I signed over my bank account to you. That's the thing. Adana says to him, uh, oh, you know, we can do a few more courses and get you up to level seven. And he's like, I don't want to pay for any more courses. How can he pay for courses if they have control of his bank account? Because I did this and I did this and I married that crazy chick. He doesn't even give good blowjobs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I think when Adana's like, oh, calm down, you're acting like a toxic personality. Oh. I think, yeah, he stops then. And that's, I think, when he thinks of Eagle the Archer and the private data reserves, because that was how it was first described to him. Yeah. Nobody's to have any contact with Eagle. He's a toxic personality. Yeah. And now Adana's just said to the deep, you're a toxic personality. So he's like, oh, calms down a little bit uh, and leaves. But not before saying the most hurtful of all the insults that Adana could hear. <gasps> Fuck Fresca. Fuck Fresca. <laughs> and he does. That's the one that Adana seems most upset about. Yeah. Because as soon as A-Train finds out that he's back in the seven, he's like, right, out of here, see ya, bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't care about anything Yeah, else. he doesn't even wait to see like whether or not the deep's back in, which yeah. is not. And uh, Adana directly quotes Stan Edgar. Yeah, as to quite why. harsh. Yeah, one is redemption, two is weakness. Yeah. And there was a part of me, because uh, I know we were saying last week that, oh, yeah, the deep's fully drunk the Kool-Aid. So there was no. a part of me to be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. He he's, he is a complete moron, but he's not so big of an idiot that he didn't realize that like he was basically just trying to use them. Yeah. But he was just really, really playing by their yeah. rules. 
But um, as fun as Adana was this season, that's the last we get of him because he is the one who we get our big reveal. He's on the phone to Vic Newman. Yeah, well, he's on the phone to her about the Department of Super Affairs and he reveals that they have a lot of Oh, he's he's ready to play both sides. Oh, yeah. He's like, here, I've got all this shit on other superheroes. I can, you know, bat it to you if you hurry along our tax-exempt status. Yeah. You know, which means a lot more money in his fucking pocket. Well, yeah, because that's as much as Vought are only concerned with the bottom line. That's what he is. He knows anybody who runs any type of mega church like that is all about the bottom dollar. But he's he's got A-Train back into the seven. Yeah. And he's definitely going to be getting a cut off that. Yeah. Now he's willing to throw a bunch of other superheroes under the bus despite just having a meeting with Stan Edgar because it can get him more money. But no, Victoria Newman ain't down for that, it would no. seem. And uh, Adana's head blows and we finally get the reveal. Done. She's been popping heads all along. Yeah, it's very nicely done with just the swirly white and the eyes. And oh, it was so hard not to talk about this whole fucking yeah. season. Yeah, she's the head popper. Especially during the, con- like, watching back the the sequence in Congress. Because mm. I was trying to work out, does she need to make eye contact with them? But there was people blowing up behind her, so she doesn't actually need to have direct eye contact with them. Unless she was being able, like, because she was full on facing one way and she's somebody's kind head of... popped behind her. Does it? Yeah. So I don't know exactly how that power works. I don't. I don't mind that because there was people as well who got annoyed with the, the eye flicker on her in the last episode and they were like well how come her eyes weren't flickering when she was doing it in, in, in Congress yeah. and I think it's just it's just a way to show us as the yeah. audience and I'm I'm willing to let stuff like that slide when it, it serves a purpose yeah. I mean, if you want you can say oh well maybe she had to concentrate extra hard because she was looking at Adana from you know 50 or 60 metres away Yeah. and that's just what happens when she concentrates hard yeah um, so that that didn't bother me too much. Yeah, especially because a um, lot of the other ones don't have any sort of like tell for their powers. Like when you think about um, Starlight, kind of does because her eyes glow yeah. and she draws a lot of power. Uh, Stormfront's eyes glow, but not all the time. But no, it only no, seems to be when she's angry. When she's angry, they kind of they they will buzz and stuff like that. Whereas Cindy, there was no visible sign of anything that she was doing. No, and and the, the van flipper guy, he did have visible signs. So yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag. And it, there's nothing. It um, hasn't. It hasn't contradicted itself. No, because um, as we discovered there as well on this episode, that A train could be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that, I have a bit more of a problem with A train being quiet because yeah. we've never seen him be quiet, quiet before. before. Whereas um, you know, we don't she know exactly. Have had contact lenses in for all anybody. Knew. No, yeah, no, that's no, it. We honestly, if you were wearing color contact lenses and her eyes swirl over behind that, that's all happening behind those contacts. My thing is, if, if I don't mind something like that, that's incongruous so long as it doesn't step over something that you've already established yeah. it's like when we were talking about the CCTV yeah don't show us that there's a shitload of CCTV around and then not utilize it and then it. show us show us somebody easily bypassing all of it but not telling us how yeah like that pissed me off yeah the, the eye glow thing nah, no didn't bother me so much because if they didn't put the eye glow in it would just she would be, just have been staring she would at just have been head. staring at a random window with blood on it like, also the <laughs> timing her timing is mwah. Because it's the second he pops that fresca. <laughs> yeah. It's chink, and the little bits of blood dropping into the the pour, the, the empty fresca on the ground. Yeah. And it just, that was a particularly like nicely framed shot. Yeah. I just but, like the um, windows because it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction where he accidentally shoots your man in the head in the back of the car. Yeah. And it just goes <laughs> up the window. <laughs> and a little bit of bits of uh, spurt, arterial spurt coming Yeah, in. just little like lit. Yep. But we know this show does go well. Yes. But that's about it. The only other thing after the reveal then is Huey going and getting the job from Victoria Newman. 
um, and, and I question show. her motivations though knowing what we know now I can't understand whose agenda she's pushing or if she's pushing her own I am going to call it there because we're approaching two hours in the record and we're yeah. going to be doing a season wrap chat next okay, week so, I'll take it so we can save our theories as to what Victoria Newman is doing for yeah. a season wrap chat Anything else that you'd like to add about the episode? No, this finale left me with more questions than answers. Um, I for yeah. me to obsess over. As as big as the Becca reveal was last season, Newman. The yeah, the Newman one was more because with with Becca it was like, oh my god, she's alive. We did. Well, I never expected this, but you could kind of parse out the reasoning behind it. Yeah, they they. We knew what Vogelbaum had said about keeping dogs with their mothers and yada, yeah. yada, yada. So it's pretty obvious that was the reason why Becca was still alive and hidden away. Why Newman's Why doing? Newman's doing what she's doing? Yeah. We don't know. She assassinated the deputy director of the CIA. Yeah, but we'll talk. Oh, we'll definitely talk about that in yeah. the season wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that annoyed you. But um, no, I uh, really, really enjoyed this season closer. Yeah. No, absolutely delighted with it. Um, annoyed that I have to wait two years, basically, but. This shit takes time. Yeah, yeah. Good things come to those who wait. And yeah. we're going to be getting even more good things with Diabolical. And we're in fairness, we're incredibly lucky that we actually are getting a season three, given the current state of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just thankful <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah. But like I say, we will definitely be back next week. We will uh, have a season wrap chat. Um, and then it's just a long wait until Diabolical comes out, I guess. Uh-huh. Ah, we'll find stuff to fill the void in yeah. the meantime. Don't you worry. But guys, come back and join us next week for our season wrap chat. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, you can follow us on Twitter at Rants Mono. You can drop us an email to monorantspodcasts at gmail.com. And you can find all our previous episodes on wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, guys. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Chord Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.